Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening today. Today is the 11th of February, year of our Lord, 2022. Welcome to the Bun and Cardigan Show, presented by The Athletic. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. James. Did they peep it? They peeped the little gem you dropped at the beginning? Did they like that? Did the people like that? We are on The Athletic. You can listen to this pod on The Athletic app now. We did it, James. We did it, It took a year. We did it. We did it. We got here. Our shenanigans paid off. Well, I was Uh, already on The Athletic, but we got the podcast there. We we made it out of thin air, and we we found it at home. Um, And we have you guys to thank for that. And you. All our wonderful and beautiful listeners. Yes, and you, Nicholas Hankel. And James Edwards III. James, but that's not even the best thing that we have to talk about today. What do we have to talk about? What happened today? Oh, yeah. Josh Jackson and Trey Lyles, in a four-team deal, got shipped off to Sacramento. Imagine that. Do you want to hear who they got in return? I, I, I think you should be the one to tell it. Folks, it is with great pride and honor <laughs> and disdain for past comments that I can formally announce that Marvin Bagley is on your basketball team. And boy, does this feel good. Boy, is this a vindicating feeling for me. Boy, is this a big day. And me, too. You got Bagley stock? No, it's just that I reported it back in November and January. Oh, that it was like a, hey, you want to look at Marvin Bagley. Something yeah. might happen over there. Yeah. yeah. Um, very, very exciting. Can I uh, express a grievance that I have? Yes. Very quick. And then I have very briefly. And then I want to get your perspective on the trade. Everybody knows mine. I wrote a story on it. Well, I didn't write my perspective on it, but I wrote the details of how it all went down. I want to get Nick's perspective on this. So go ahead. I just want to say very quickly for the record, over the last three weeks, uh, people have owed me a lot of apologies and have given me zero because I've seen the names. Now that the trade deadline's passed and none of these players are coming here, it doesn't matter. Well, one of them is Marvin Bagley. We've heard people say Marvin Bagley, Rashawn Holmes, Dwight Powell, fucking Thomas Bryant. Um, uh, did I say Rashawn Holmes? Marvin Bagley, uh, uh, Daniel Gafford. All these names, we've heard people be like, yeah, I'd be cool with getting them Wong on, my t- on my team in a Jeremy trade. Do you know, I heard, do you know I about saw Wong Juju? I'm, I'm in the middle of a Sorry. real thing here. When you're done, if you guys don't know about Wong Juju, uh, YouTube Wong Juju. And now I've lost my train of thought. And then I saw multiple tweets of people being like, hey, do we give fucking Colin Sexton an offer sheet? Fuck you. All these players are the people that I've been wanting on my damn basketball team. And now because it's like, oh, well, Jeremy Grant could get traded for him. Now you want them? What the hell? So that's my grievance, (laughs) and it has bothered me a lot. Um and now we have Bagley, so I have something to take a victory lap on. As you should, and uh, you have your you have your Mobley victory lap. Victory lap. Um, mm-hmm. You have your Quentin Grimes victory lap. You're hot. It's been a nice. And, I mean, we've talked about and all the both time. of us, both of us, Zaire, Zaire Williams. Yes. Yeah. Um, so enough about us. Move. Um, definitely, obviously, not a surprise. Um, I, like I said, I've, I've reported for a while that the Pistons have had interest in Bagley. Um, I was told, uh, and, and I wrote in the story, that that, that was one guy kind of on the reclamation wish list. I can't say it. Reclamation project wish list um, since Troy took over. 
Uh, the two sides of the Pistons have had an eye on Sacramento in the, in the Bagley situation. They've had communication. Obviously, deadline comes. They get a deal done. Uh, Bagley is an interesting case. As you guys know, number two pick in 2018, went before Luka, has struggled in Sacramento, whether it's his own doing, um, kind of the, the toxic relationship with Luke Walton, yeah, uh, the Kings and his, and his dad's relationship, and with his Luke dad's Walton relationship, and De'Aaron Fox and yeah. Vlade, and and the Kings being the Kings. Yeah. So I guess now him having a fresh start, we'll find out how much of it was the situation, how much of it was was his camp and him his own doing. Maybe a mix of both, but re- regardless, both. he gets a fresh start. Um, the Pistons address a bit of a need, get some more size in the front court, athletic wing, uh, versatile scorer, uh, mm-hmm. has not shot the three ball well at the. Uh, he had one decent season. He has not shot the three ball well consistently, though. But we all know, like it's there's something there. Like it's not an ugly shot. Um, what what worries me about him? Maybe it's only one. Pretty sure he's had some hand issues, though. Yeah, and it's those that always just terrify me. Yeah, and like I don't want him. Doesn't have in great Detroit. hands. Yeah. I don't want him to be. I don't want him in Detroit like shooting a bunch of stuff off the catch. Like that's not. Can I say just really quick? He's I'm, shooting seventy percent at the rim in his career. Like the Pistons got to utilize that. Yeah. Whether he's playing, I've been preaching back to the basket, Marvin Bagley, since he got into the league. But he can face up, and like, I, I was gonna say really quick. I don't want to talk about the Pistons Grizzlies game because it doesn't matter. But there was one. Uh, well, two things. The one sequence where uh, Isaiah had that block on Jaron Jackson. And then on the just when they went down the floor, uh, Hami had that dunk. Yeah, incredible sequence. But there was the one where Hamadou off the catch from the top of the key just like splashed a midi, and it was it was just a, it was a, he like I don't what a tangent what a I'm tangent in. I'm in okay he had a great I game remember, yeah I don't remember where I was going with this I don't thing. know because we were talking about the Bagley trade but. Um, <laughs> So, oh, because I was talking about shooting off the catch, and it made me think of Hamadou shooting that off the catch. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, a low risk, potentially high to medium to high reward for the Pistons. I don't, I don't think they. What, what are your thoughts on what they gave up, uh, Josh Trey in two two seconds? Yeah, I mean, Josh was the one that it was like, okay, well, he's one of the only expirings that you actually have. So if there's any value to be had in those, it's like of all the expirings in the league, it's like are people really going to be looking at Josh Jackson? Eh, kind of, maybe. Um, it's, so I'm not mad is at it Lyles, at all. Is Lyles looked at as a, a good signing? So, yes, that was going to be one of my takes. So thank you. Um, was that this can only be seen as a success where like in six, like six months ago, if you told me like, yeah, Lyles is going to get shipped off at the deadline. I'd say rest in piss won't be missed. I don't care. <laughs> Bye. But now I'm kind of like, you're good, man. Like, appreciate you. Good looks. Happy. We uh, changed your mind and <laughs> uh, we get a good basketball player in return. So, and you don't yeah. care about the two seconds. Well, no, cause they're not ours. Yeah. So I don't really – I do want to express a sentiment from a um, friend of the program, uh, Corey Nikoloff. Shout out to Corey. Uh, shout out to Corey, who fans of the BNC will know. Yep. Sorry, listeners of the BNC will know that it was, uh, what, like two episodes ago that we had Corey on the show. He, he is, tweeted yeah. this. I'm definitely going to miss Josh Jackson. That dude was pure Detroit. Certain Pistons role players over the last few years just stick with me as guys I will always have love for. Ish Smith, Reggie Bullock, Anthony Tolliver, etc. Adding Josh Jackson to that list. Wow. Could not agree more. Could not agree more. 
I beautifully articulated, 100% agreed. Okay. I think some of it had to do with like the hometown factor. Like we knew that like Little Mookie you know, was waiting outside arenas. Little Mookie was like catching these games with Josh and yeah. yeah. Um so I I and I think that might be a little bit like like even the face you just made like really? Like are you sure? I oh, well, I'm saying I'm saying I, I'm saying because I got to, the the names that were that Josh joined are some of my favorite people I've covered. Agreed. Um, I haven't got to, I didn't get to know Josh super well. Obviously, he got here during the COVID year, and then this year, he, he, uh, in the downtime, he's, he's, he wasn't the most. We didn't we didn't have a chance to have like a full conversation. I, yeah. But I, I know people in the organization that really love him. Um, people around the arena, he would go out of their way to say hello. So there was a lot of people I really like had great things to say about Josh. Sure. Um, I did not personally get to know him well, but it, it, go ahead. Ish Smith Washington reunion. Yeah. Burying Cassius even more in the rotation. Right. Sucks to suck. Shout out to mm. Ish. See you Monday, buddy. Mm. Um, All right. Well, Bagley trade, I think. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So you're totally fine with what they gave up. You have no qualms. It's only a win. Yeah. Only a win. You get a big, like, well, he's not a big, but, you know. And, and then there's the caveat of um, Bagley's qualifying offers right now was 14.8. Dude, you can play him as much as you want. And Two it would be very tough to, and so he has to get for his for his qualifying offer next, this summer to be fourteen point eight. He has to either play two thousand minutes or start forty one games. Right. He is not very. He's only played six hundred forty eight minutes this season and has only started what seventeen. He's, he's games? only played in. He's only played in sixteen. Yeah. So he's only started. I don't know how many started. I forgot off the top of my head. Right. But it's, it would be very tough for him. Like it would. There would have to be yes. He has the longest leash in the world. Yeah. So it very much looks like his qualifying offer is going to be the 7.1 or 2 or whatever it is. Um, I reported that the Pistons do want to bring him back on a deal close to three years, um, if, if possible. And um, that, that, I mean, if you're looking at three years, 21 million, if Bagley's like at least solid during this audition, like that's not a bad, it's not a bad contract. Yeah. I don't know. I, I know that some people on Twitter were like, in your mentions at least, like had some grievances about the trade, like, but I don't. I think it can only be seen as win. Plus, I think people that, look at the numbers. Like, why are we giving up two players and two picks for one player who didn't do anything at Sacramento? It's like there was a situation there, uh, as we've talked about, and it's well documented. It was toxic. And with all due respect to Josh and Trey, like they weren't part of the future. Yes. Um, it's not like you're trading uh, Hamadou for Marvin Bagley or, or or dude. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing is like. As, especially at the mo- in the moment, we were like, oh, wow, so we got Bagley and we still have the Jeremy chip to possibly cash in. Obviously, that didn't come to fruition. We'll get to that in just a little bit. But, um, yeah, i just really excited. I don't I don't know. Like, um, Do you have high expectations? Also- do you think he's going to show something he hasn't shown, or do you think he's going to be, like, just fine? I mean, it, I, he's not like a star. Yeah. I think you might have, like, in a best-case scenario, sort of that – Christian Wood type arc of like just in the principle of like a guy who like kind of became an outcast it's not really the same to compare them obviously because one was the second pick in the draft and the one wasn't I don't think Christian Wood was drafted but but in principle but just in principle coming to Detroit being like this like here's another chance um I don't know just wishful thinking there but Yeah. yeah he can score and he can block shots so 
I'm excited. Yeah, um, the trade was finalized during the game, so Bagley, everybody will be able to comment on today, the day you're listening to this. Um, they play Charlotte tonight, so my guess is Bagley doesn't play tonight. Maybe I'm wrong, but I would be very, very surprised. They don't play again until Monday in D.C. I would expect to see him then. Nice. Um, anything else on that front? Should we switch? Oh, I'm going to be at the Laker Warriors game that night, so I won't even be able to watch. That's upsetting. You're so LA'd out. <laughs> I went to the, I was at the Lakers Clipper game I where saw. Reggie Jackson hit the game winner where he was skipping down the floor. Yeah. Great game to be at. Um, and then a few nights later, I was at Clips Bucks, which was Norman Powell's debut. And, um, the game before was Eric Bledsoe's last game as a Clipper. So saw Norman Powell go off for 28 as a Clipper. That was cool. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're an honorary Lakers Clippers fan. I get it. I know that arena so well. I pull up and I'm like, yeah, anyways, it's not a spectacle to me at all. I'm just like, let's go. It's so annoying. I'm home. Yeah, I wish I was wowed by it because it's really like I feel – anyways. Um, Let, are you upset Jeremy's not – is still on your basketball team? So I would say it was around a month ago. Yep, I know what you're about to say. You had said, are you going to be upset if the Pistons don't trade Jeremy by the deadline? And I said, I think at first I said yes, and then I talked myself through it, and I settled on maybe, like, disappointed just at first. And I said that I, I might, like, fire a takeoff that, like, that I don't that actually mean. you'll regret mean. in three months. Right. Yeah. And luckily I didn't do that because I had prepared myself. Like, I went into the day thinking, like, he's not getting traded. Mm-hmm. And what's weird, the only thing that I think is weird is – because of all the discourse on Pistons Twitter today, I'm staying out of all of it. But the one thing that I was kind of like, come on, guys, um, was the way that people were mentally preparing themselves and literally tweeting like, yeah, he's not going to get moved. Like, just I've accepted it. And then as soon as it didn't happen, they were like, Troy Weaver is the worst GM in the world. And I'm like, wait, OK, but you didn't think he was going to get traded. And we were kind of told like, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But because we were told by I don't want to name names, but because we were told by people repeatedly um, whether it was true or not, pumping out the same information with different teams every two days riled people up. And I thought that was bullshit. I thought it was really annoying. I know a lot of other people did too. Who say names? I'm confused. I don't understand if, and I respect Jake Fisher. Yeah. He like put his reputation on the line with, I think it was the Lowry shit this summer and he was right. Like, he hit the nail right on the head. But mm. it's just it's just frustrating to me. Like, firing every bullet that you have is cool because, like, eventually you'll be right. But, like, when half the shit you say is just like, like, it's not true. I could think of four things off the top of my head that are not true. That's bothered me. And so that added to the mess of everybody getting mad was just this. And I'm not saying he's lying. I'm just saying, like. No, I get, I get what you're saying. Um, is, yeah, like, this is my thing. Um, I I feel like as as a reporter who covers the team, I feel like I I did my job in, in preparing fans for the possibility over the last week and a half of it not happening. Uh, do you, Did I feed the beast? I, I'd like your opinion. Have I fed the beast or have I tempered? Did I no. temper? Okay. Uh, I, I'm just. Well, you're also part of the reason why I was like, he's not getting traded. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, I do have a Twitter submitted question from Sean Corp on this subject that uh, we would like your input on. Okay. Let me finish this thought and we'll get there. Okay. For sure. Um, I think 
when it comes to, I get it. Fans like change. They like what they don't know. We've talked about it a million times. They like maneuvering. Um, They just like something new. And I think that is where a lot of the angst when it comes to Jeremy not being traded comes from. Um, because they want it to, I mean, it's instant gratification world, as you know, Nick. Um, and they wanted it done now. They don't want to wait till the summer. And for everybody saying like his value is only going to go down, that's just not true. Like, I just don't believe that to be true. Like, are you, uh, Robert Covington got two first two years ago. Like people know what Jeremy is and what his best role is. They're not looking at the situation in Detroit and like docking him points because he's, he's not the most efficient one B option on a team. Like they know what he is. I don't, I don't understand why people think that's going to dock um, the trade value. If he gets hurt, I guess, sure. Knock on wood. You don't want anybody to get hurt, but like he's a good NBA player. So a few things. Um, One, the one thing that also was kind of weird to me was the people who, so when he was like coming back from the injury Mm -hmm. like a week and a half before the trade deadline and there were, it was a handful of people that like were saying, I saw it on Reddit too, maybe even on IG, I don't remember, but Pistons IG is just awful. It's just the worst. I'm so sorry, guys. It's just bad. I don't know. Oh my God. My IG is for like family and friends. I I don't really, yeah. Oh, NBA Instagram across the board is terrible. It's my least favorite part about my job. But the people who are like, well, what if Jeremy plays bad before the trade deadline and teams don't want to play for him anymore? And I was like, that's not how this works. So, like, if we follow that same ideology, it's like, well, what if he starts playing really well to end the season? Can I ask you a serious question? Yeah. Um, are they going to sit Cade? For the year? If we need, if we need to start losing. <laughs> start losing? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> If it comes down to it and there's, like, three weeks left and Cade, like, has a stomach ache, are they just going to sit him? That I don't know. That's a good question. I wouldn't – I don't think so, no. Like, is there a point where Cade shut down for the year if he has a nagging injury? Maybe, yeah. Well, that's different. That's different. Yeah, I don't think they'll just, like, make up something and sit him, no. Okay. Um, I promised a Twitter-submitted question from Sean Corp. Okay. Did they ask you to ask this, or is this just like... A- he said, can I... Sub- I tweeted that we were going to record the show, just because oh, okay. I wanted to talk about my friend. And... Uh, Who's your friend? He, you. Oh, okay. You're welcome. I'm thank and you. And like, he I'm was just confused. like, he was like, can I submit a question? If so, that question is this. Is Jeremy Grant wearing a Pistons uniform on opening night next season? That's a great question, Mr. Mr. Corp. <sighs> Sean Corp, really nice guy, ran into him when I was working at Hot Topic. Really? Yeah. I don't think. Like, I like walked. I remember I like walked past him and was just like, hey, man, hope you're finding everything okay. Didn't realize it was him. And then like five minutes later, I think he like tapped me on the shoulder or something. And he was like, he like shook my hand. He's like, Sean Corp, blew my mind, blew my head off. That's hilarious. Nice guy. Very nice man. What else did you used to do at Hot Topic? (laughs) All right. Anyway. Um. Uh, see, this is where opening night, Jeremy Grant. So me and Johnny did the TV hit and it's like made me like self-conscious now. Me and Johnny did the TV hit the other day after the, uh, or before the Mavs game. And he asked me, he's like, no, no, no. He's like, what do you think the odds are of a trade? I'm like 50, 50, like legitimately 50, 50. 
And somebody in the reply was like, some insider, 50-50. Uh, so like I want to say fifty fifty again, but like uh, I don't want my reputation killed. I I I don't know. I think it like I've reported a bunch. It comes down to the draft. Like if the Pistons end up with pick one through three, and it's either Jabari or Paolo or Chet, like Jabari, it, it makes a little bit more sense to part ways with Jeremy. If it's Jade Nivey or Benedict Matherin, it makes a little bit of sense to keep Jeremy. So I don't know. Can can we ask the question again after the uh, lottery comes out? Okay. Right now, though, you're you're just in the middle. You're like, yeah. it's there, there are too many variables to to make a call on it right now. Yes, is essentially what it is. Really quick on that same topic, we haven't done this yet. Uh, let's just very quickly do this, and we can move on. We haven't uh, planted our flag in any. Oops, bumped my mic there. Apologies, folks. We haven't uh, put our flag in any camps. For the draft, this is a uh, Jabari Smith podcast, number one overall. Yeah, if we're doing number one, yeah. And then my and then my Benedict Matherin is, my, is our guy too. Yeah, you convinced me. It was James's guy first. You sold me on him. We are Benedict Matherin guys. Yes. That dude has bounce, crazy bounce. The only, my only it's thing crazy. with him is the lack of wiggle. Um, like it's mm-hmm. very line drive, very direct, which is good when you're that athletic. But like if he puts two dribbles down and kind of is stonewalled. It's like he passes. There's not a lot of wiggle there. So you wonder what the ceiling yeah. is, but maybe you can put together. Um, so I want to ask a question on the Jeremy stuff. And then I want to ask you a question. Do you know of any names that were tied to any deals? What do you mean? Other teams, players that other teams were offering. No, but I do think if the likes of Pat Williams – or, and I think the John Collins stuff died down as the Hawks started winning. But I think Pat Williams could have really spiced some things up. At the eleventh hour, they really made it feel like Claxton was coming to Detroit. I really thought it was gonna, it was gonna come through, that it was like Joe Harris as like the filler and Clax. Cam Thomas would have been sick. And Claxton would have been, too. That would have been another Motown No All-Star. Oh, he's also on the list of people that were like, ooh, what about him? And I was like, I hate this. <laughs> I what don't, is happening right for, now? For, for Joe uh, – not, not Joe Thomas. Uh, Matt Thomas. Not Frank Thomas? No. Matt Joe, – Joe Harris. Joe Harris. Harris. Um, I, don't I don't know what just happened. I think if he show. had like a year or two deal, maybe you – I don't think the Pistons wanted to – to eat the he has like three years left yeah um you know that's the benefit of standing role players is you know who you want in a trade yeah that's why you do it folks what's your question james so he's not traded nope jeremy grant's still here jeremy grant bobblehead night by the way it was jeremy grant bobblehead night great bit only funny um little too on the nose but (laughs) i like it could have backfired been a lot of been a lot of bobbleheads sitting in a box off on Woodward Ooh. If, if something happened. Ooh. Um, are you like are you any more frustrated or um, any more put off by where the team is, or are you just like fine? I'm chilling, man. But are you just like, chilling because you've been busy, or like when you sit down and think about where the Pistons are could potentially head or what I'm, they've done? I'm good. This summer is going to be huge. But what if it's not? 
well, then we'll have that conversation. <laughs> but I'm just saying the way that this is going, we have no reason to believe that it's not. Yeah, right? no, it, I agree. It, I just, that I just think done, it's patience, and that's why I'm chilling. Yeah. Everything, that, everything that the Pistons have done since Troy Weaver took over a year and a half ago, almost two years ago, has aligned with what the plan originally was, 2022 and 2023. And that's why they have the most or tied with the most cap space available this summer. Let me tell you something. Here's why I don't give a damn that we gave up two seconds in the Marvin Bagley deal. You want to know why? Troy Weaver sat there in his inductory press conference and was like, yeah, might have been before the draft. I actually don't remember. He said, yeah, we want to stock the cupboard with second round picks. Those were his exact words. Yeah. This is why you do it. That's why you had those picks in the first place was so you could go get Bagley, the guy that everybody wanted. Most of us wanted. So just on the whole, like, did you admit? No. Everything that he's done, and that actually just furthers my point, too. There's another thing that, like, just aligns with what his original plan was. So, no, I'm chilling. Everything has gone exactly according to plan. And guess what? Things aren't that bad. I watched Sadiq Bey a year ago, and I'm like, yeah, he's got a little bit of this off the dribble, but, like, you know, two dribbles and the shot's going up tops. I watch him on some nights now, and I'm like, this guy could be a three-level scorer in, like, four years. Yeah. Like, no like no bullshit. At all three levels, he can get a shot off in a phone booth. And Isaiah Stewart, he starts the game. Two jumpers tonight. I tweeted, the most non-important – I'm sorry. The, I'm sorry. The most important non-Cade development of yeah. the last two years for the Pistons yeah. is Isaiah Stewart jumpers. So, I'm cool, man. I'm chilling. Things are, things are great. Good, I like that. I like that. Uh, I like I like your positivity because it's not, uh, it's not, but not positivity. Your enthusiasm. Are you getting the lifeboats out? What the hell's going no, on? No, I got a text that I was reading at the same time. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I think we covered everything deadline wise. Is there anybody you're surprised that's still on the team? I'm not uh, surprised by anybody. There was one more I could have maybe saw happen, but. Here's how I can quantify how sure I was that Jeremy wasn't getting traded. I woke up this morning thinking there was a better chance that Killian gets shipped. (laughs) And so that was my anxiety today because we did the live show during the last half hour of the trade deadline. So like we like four or five trades were read off, you know, as they were happening live. And I was really scared. I was like preparing for the Killian trade to happen and it didn't. So and that was from like unsubstantiated self doubt is really all that it was insecurity. Yeah, yeah, that's actually yeah, it's a better word for it. Um, You know who the the, just outside of um, Detroit, um, the Porzingis one maybe shocked me the most. That was shocking. Uh, that was one that was live too, because the initial tweet was just that it was Dinwiddie, and we were like, "Oh, okay, cool." It's like, but then we were like, "Oh, is this the Jalen Brunson thing? Is this what they do? Like, is this how they do it?" Um, yeah, so that one's fun. That one the most like, yeah. But I'm, the one that con- the one that confused me was sorry. You can g- go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, I was just gonna say I just don't know. Dinwiddie, Brunson, and Luca. Like, I don't know what you do with Dinwiddie. Like, I don't. And, and Berton's just. Bertans is the and definition Bertans, yeah. of Bertans, and shout out to the Wizards for getting somebody to take Bertans' deal. But Bertans is the <laughs> definition of I got my bag and I just mailed it in. Like he doesn't even try. I mean, and you know what his contract is? 
It's, it's one of my favorites. It's one of my favorite sayings. The the the, the it's goal. five for eighty. It's yep. It's five for <laughs> eighty. Who's five that? Five for eighty. No, but who is that? Who's the, the old Luke the, Kennard. The old Reggie Jackson. Oh, the old special. Reggie Jackson. Five for eighty. Luke Kennard is four for sixty-four. That's right. That's right. You know what's? And this isn't me doing my like this player. You know who's not in the league, and it occurred to me like a week ago. Alan Crabb. Nah, yeah, that's fine with me. Um, he was a shooter, but he wasn't. Who? We should talk about Luke Babbitt if we're talking about anybody. Uh, Harry Giles. He's not in the league. Oh, yeah, he's not. Wild. Can't wait. You tra- can't hit on them all, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> can't hit on them all. Can't be right all the time. Yeah. You know, I saw a take of mine resurface today that made me want to stop doing draft evaluations forever. What one was it? I said it essentially boiled down to Josh Giddy is going to be the worst player in the NBA. I mean, I smashed that on Nico Mannion. Yeah. I, I got that one from a mile away. Yeah. Josh Giddy got me though. Both of us, you, you more than me, you hated him. I'm still not convinced. <laughs> <laughs> he's one, he's one rookie of the month every single month in the West. He just, dude, it's just a stick figure dribbling. I just, it's going to one day when things get serious who, in OKC. Who gives you 17 assists? That's fine. You're wild. The one trade that happened that I was like, who, who, who is this for? Was the Josh Richardson, Richardson for Derek White. Because it's like, you could argue that Derek White does some things better than Josh Richardson. Yeah. But I would argue that Josh Richardson does things better than Derek White. So it's like, you're getting, like, you know what I mean? I, I was just like, what does this do? Yeah. No, I'm, I didn't get that one. And I almost think I Derek like White's it, but I almost think Derek I I'd rather have Derek White. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Is the thing? I think it's I think with them be. they didn't they don't want to pay Derek White. They they kind of were crunching the numbers and were like, we got to pay I thought Yaka they just Pearl. paid Derek White. Oh, you're right actually. I thought they did. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they wrong. were maybe it was just like, hey, we're going to have to extend. Well, didn't DeJounte get I don't Maybe remember. they wanted cap space. Yeah. I'm not sure of Josh Richardson's contract. Um, Harden, give a, the Harden I, and Simmons deal, like, we all saw that coming. Like, Harden's been getting I'll, lap dances I, for the last week, just chilling, <laughs> just saying he's hurt. He's just, but yeah. I'll be honest, it did kind of get me. I was sure it was a, a summer thing. I thought Daryl was just going to hold out. Nah, as soon as Harden started sitting out, you knew it was coming. But it's like, it's I'm I'm fine with him doing it because he gets – um. Like he got to do it without giving up Maxi or Matisse, so it's like you know, yeah. And it's also like you got James Harden for a guy who doesn't play. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. Like, and, yeah, who, I, mean, who I think it's like, like, and I think it works. I think it's great for the Nets. Like they had Curry and and Simmons, like shooting and one of the best defenders in the league, a guy who can ben defer to shooters. KD. Like I mm-hmm. think that's the perfect star to put next to him. Yeah, I like the deal for both sides. It, it, we all kind of saw it coming for a little bit. Um, also has to be noted that Bruce Brown, Andre Drummond, and Blake are back together. Yep, in Brooklyn, the yes. trio's back. The boys saw, are back. I saw a tweet that last time Brooke and uh, Blake and Andre were teammates. They made a combined sixty-three million, and now they make a combined three point nine million. Wow, life comes at you fast. That's wild. Can I? T- you know what? Just did nothing for me. What? Nothing. Me. What? Nothing. Explain it to me. The other two teams involved in our little four-team get-together, mm-hmm. the Clips and the Bucks, Semi Ojale and Rodney Hood for Surge, is the weirdest trade 
I've ever seen in my life. I don't know, and I'm I'm saying what I'm about to say. I don't know if there's like tax things that I don't know about, and like you know financial incentives for why this trade was actually done. Here's the thing: Semi Ojale and Rodney Hood were signed and subsequently benched because they were terrible. The Bucks literally signed Wesley Matthews because of how bad they were to be better than both of them and was. So you traded them and got Serge, who, like, just isn't Serge Ibaka anymore. But for the last, like, week and a half kind of has been. He was good against Milwaukee the other night, and then he was good against the Lakers in the game before that. I mean, you would know. You've been there. I was at both games. That's why I know that. I was at, at both games, actually. Um, at uh, Crypto.com Arena. Because um, my company has tickets to that. Whatever. But... Uh, <laughs> um, so, like, it's just weird because I'm like – and also Dante leaving Milwaukee, the idea that, first of all, and we didn't even talk about fucking Sabonis and Tyrese Halliburton. I mean, brother. Yeah, I mean, listen, it was a good trade. Two te- the, the Kings got the best player in the deal. Huh? Let's be honest. My thing is, my, <laughs> my only beef with it is I just don't see the Kings' the ceiling being much higher than if they had just kept Halliburton. Me, like I could be proved wrong. Are the Kings gonna go win a playoff series or trade De'Aaron Fox? If I think, if I think, who do I? That's a lot I'm, of money, though. It's hard to trade De'Aaron Fox. Facts, but when you're a small market team, and here's the thing, you go get some I, bonus. I tr- exactly. I tr- and you have to. You gotta eat the money because that's how you get players. I tried with Monty McNair. I really did. Okay. Listen. I don't know how I look at De'Aaron Fox. I got I got uh, Davion Mitchell, and I got Tyrese Halliburton, one of the biggest steals of his draft class. Okay, Eight teams are pissed that they overthought it and drafted Jalen Smith instead or another guy. <laughs> I look at those three point guards, and I say, who do I want running two-man stuff with? DeMontis Sabonis? I say, shit, not Tyrese Halliburton. For the love of God, anybody but him. Wild. It's wild. Monty McNair. It looked good in that game against the Timberwolves, but it was against the Timberwolves. And I'm not one to say anything, okay? But his fucking obsession with Dante DiVincenzo, they traded his ass twice to the same team. (laughs) Monty McNair, let it go. He was in the – it was Ersan Ilyasova, DJ Wilson, and Dante DiVincenzo for Bogdan Bogdanovic. That's right. The league nixed it. Yeah. So he's like, I got to go get him again. Just over a year later. Dante, I'm coming for you. And, like, here's the thing. You think the Nuggets tried to get Rodney Magruder again? Had to have, right? Here's a th- And here's another one. Here's the one that I do understand is the Celtics trading PJ and Bull Bull in, like, a second or something to Orlando for cash because that was actually a tax thing because they're like, these two guys are out for the year. And we don't want to pay them. Yes, so that was a tax. You thing. take them. Um, the CJ thing does nothing for me. Thought it was a good shakeup. Sure, I have a take. New Orleans just doesn't want to play defense, so I have a take. What's your take? Interim GMs should not be allowed to make personnel moves. I I get it, but like if we're being honest, Portland does got a lot of cap space coming up, and people will want to play with Dame. And they can make a trade, and like I don't, the book the the book is not closed. It, it looks weird on the surface, but let's let this play out. Let's let's revisit what we think about Portland in September. 
And here's the thing. I get it. I hear your vision. I hear that from everybody. I get it, man. Dame is 31. I agree. He's he's 31. It took them 10 years to build the roster that they had. And they did make it to the Western Conference Finals, but everybody knew that, like, they're not going to the finals. Everybody knew it. It took you 10 years to do that and build that up. And now, like, just to me, the idea that you think you can do that in, what, four, maybe five, maybe, mm-hmm. is insane. Now, to their benefit. Insane and self- in the membrane. And selfishly, I wanted the Jeremy to Portland trade to happen because I thought CJ Ellaby might be a throw-in. You love you some CJ Ellerby. I know Portland tried. Birthday twins. Oh, me! I just found out me and Marvin Bagley are birthday twins. Is that right? He joins me and the, the the great Steph Curry and the great Albert Einstein as people born on March 14th. I think my lineup's better. I have Rick Nash, Phil Mickelson, Tupac. Rick Nash, the hockey player? Yeah, Phoenix Coyotes. I remember him from the Columbus Blue Jackets. I didn't even know he played for them. That's where he was, like, the biggest. I don't even remember him with the Coyotes. I, I need to get Ashton and Marvin Bagley's dad in the room together. Oh, Can buddy. I, and I tell you what. Shout out to Ashton, by the way, who knew who I was. And I was like, oh, whoa. Okay. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, yeah, well, yeah, I sent it to you. Freaking out. I was crying. Oh, you sent it Peeing all over myself. Yeah. I, if you see the you way You know how much tweets, of a sicko you are? What? You got hyped because Cade's cousin knew who you are. Like, we're not even talking about Cade. We're talking about his cousin. Well, but he's the mouthpiece. Let's not bullshit. We know what it is. No, he's a nice guy. I talked to him on the phone for his story. He's a very nice guy. Um, I, right. But, like, the fact that you almost that you were throwing up because he <laughs> knew who no, you, no, no. Cade's it cousin because, knew who you were. It was because I'm sure those videos were about Cade, so I'm sure in some way Cade has seen them. Cade Cunningham. Cade, Cade, That was hard. I'll get him in a room one day. Hey, yo. Um. All right. Anything else deadline wise? We missing? Thumbs up. Uh, you have, so, what do you give the Pistons deadline day overall? Uh, I give the Bagley trade a minus. I give the well. I didn't finish high school, so I can't give grades. But um, I would give it a B plus. I, I agree. B plus. Just uh, on the day. On the day is what the, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. Why am I uh, – well, two things. One, I'm assuming you blocked out some time. You weren't doing anything when the Bagley trade dropped. No, I mean I was on my computer and on my phone. Let me ask you something. I got a question for yeah, you. Yeah, if you, you want to know the sausage was made today? Lend me your ear. So – and, like, you can use your experience as the example, obviously, but just from people you talk to, people you know, other beat reporters mm-hmm. – is there like an added pressure to days like, for example, the trade deadline where you like because, you know, you're going to get your the odds are that you're going to get out scooped by Woj or Shams like, you know that. But like, is there pressure to be consistently checking in or do you just kind of let it flow in if it flows in? Good question. Um, I have a good rapport with my sources that I know kind of the flow of when to check in um, and when not to. I kind of know when to expect things are going to happen and not happen um like for example my story that's up on the athletic now that i wrote about like behind why they didn't trade jeremy and the pursuit of marvin bagley like i started writing that at two um was fairly confident nothing else was going to happen um i wouldn't say there's pressure like i i feel i was telling somebody today like i feel as comfortable 
last deadline too. For the last two deadlines, like I felt as comfortable as I've ever felt because I know like I I do my homework, I do the dirty work. I don't like the word dirty work. I do the, I do I do the groundwork and the relationship building um all year round to, to prepare for this moment. Um so like I've I, my goal is if I can't get if I can't break something what you said like people who don't know like the game is the game and guys like Shams and and Woj they they usually break stuff, but my goal is always to advance it. So what I did to, what I did at this deadline like Shams, my partner who I'm it's my guy we work together I'm happy he's the one that broke the trade my goal is like how can I advance it so I got the years on the picks um, I was the one that broke that so I always try to add something to the conversation if I can't break it and I usually and I usually do power rank least three favorite days uh on the beat like just not like specifically but like in a calendar year yeah, like yeah, free yeah. agency yeah 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 mm, my least favorite is uh that's a great question my least favorite is people training say camp it's a, okay because it's a combination of man this guy's been in the gym i'm in the best shape of mm-hmm. my life mm-hmm. stronger than i've ever been yeah fans are like oh this guy's coming he break out it's like mm-hmm. nobody knows and because we can't watch training camp and the players and coaching staff know that like they're going to speak highly of their players like it could just be bullshit so it's a lot of just kind of you just have to go off what they say you can you can't match your eyes with anything so training camp not a fan um then after that it's probably the trade deadline because of things like today or yesterday if you're listening to this today things like thursday february 10th trade deadline when not everybody sufficed by what the team did or didn't do and as you've learned like people take stuff out on the beat writers um including myself so like it's it's our fault that the jeremy trade didn't get done um and then my at least then after that i would say mm, summer league really because people put a lot of stock in it just like you what i remember the first game we're going to the ship this is essentially our starting lineup brother 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 no 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 I said that before like the fan. summer league. He's, he's playing against fucking no. Aaron Kraft. No bullshit. I swear to God, I'll go back. I'll pull the tape. I'll text it to you. I swear to God. On the on the at our like post game for the first summer league game, I was like, this team's winning zero games. Yeah, but before year. the game, you were all hype, right. and then they lost to the Oklahoma City Thunder Blue, and you right. were, then you were out. So I put I put stock in it because I was like, oh, this team's not good because this is basically our roster, and I was right. My stock was correct. You were correct Invest- after you saw what happened, yes. Where are our wires getting crossed here? <laughs> I'm just messing with you, man. Okay. Um. Anything else you want to talk about? Your th- Is another least favorite one being at the draft? No, that was actually fun. I didn't think I would. It was actually fun once I got there. I enjoyed it. I would do it again. Okay, that was going to be my, my follow-up to that is if we get the, you know what trade kind of bummed me out a little bit i was like oh what makes me it makes me frown love larry nance in new orleans though the one that kind of made me frown daniel tice going back to boston the only reason it made me sad was because i love this stuff that uh he and jalen green do together yeah they hit it off one of the only players that jalen actually played well with 
and he's not been playing well at all recently, which has been shockingly not very well documented by Pistons fans. Seems like kind of the time to dog on him and no one's done it. I'm not saying – I'm saying it's an, an observation. I think Pistons fans are comfortable with what they have. Yeah, it's beneath us. It feels – you know, I tell you what, and I believe full-heartedly Jalen's going to turn it around. I don't believe this is who he is. It would be hilarious if it's who he is, but I don't believe that it is. Yeah. It feels really nice just as a fan of a Detroit sports team to finally be in the right position on something like this. Yeah. I feel where you. you where you do, where you have a bunch of great guys going around your pick and you picked the dud. You know, it feels nice to win one and we've very clearly done that. Totally get that. Yeah, it's been a lot of people laughing at you. I have a philosophical question for you. I got into a debate about this the other day. I said you should not give general managers credit for drafting the Evan Mobleys of the world. Agreed. A horse could have drafted Evan Mobley at three. No shit. Yeah. Where there's a discrepancy is like someone was like, okay, well, the Bucks GM gets credit for Giannis. I'm like, yeah, because he was the 13th pick. Right, And also, it's not the same. Like, he was a legitimately raw prospect. And most of the time, guys that were built like him didn't work. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you do get credit for that because that's incredible evaluation. Yeah. And a development program. But you agree with this take? Yeah. I remember I, t- I wrote that story when Troy got hired. Jim Beheim, like, the quote was, it was, like, in the headline, anyone can spot LeBron James. Yeah. Like, that's not – yeah, that's not where GMs make and break their – now, to, uh, to to play devil's advocate, um, there is a talent in deciding who is the top choice when it's when there's no, a little bit that. of a little bit of a race. Yeah, for sure, I think there is. But I agree with you for the most part. Like your bones are made when uh, there's a uh, multiple options, and you're not the uh, and, and there's guys off the board. Like when you do when you get, when you're forced to do your homework. Yeah, agreed. All right. Was there a, what did you have like a an audible reaction? I did. I got out of my chair and pushed my desk to the Simmons trade. But just to speed past that, stumble over my own question: the Joel Embiid tweet. Yeah, it was great. One of the best, not just sports tweets, but regular tweets yeah, from regular was, people of I all ex- time. I expected nothing less mm. from him. He's good. Hey, you know what I was thinking? What? Something vicious. Tell me your viciousness. Something that's going to just really piss people off. Say it. Pistons are going to have a lot of money this offseason. I don't know. Don't have to sign someone. Could trade someone. We want to do the Sixers a favor. You want Tobias coming home? Doesn't it feel like something that would happen? I don't know why it would. I mean, fine. I mean, Tobias would kind of fit. Like, if they if they want extra money to go get, you know, some big name in this class, I don't know who it would be. DeAndre Aiden, I don't know who it would be. Are you saying they as in the Sixers? As in the Sixers and needed to get off that money. And in the process, because they're so sure they can go get some guy, they give us, like, Maxi or something. They wouldn't do that, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I don't think they would. Would you take, would you take Tobias if they attached Thibel? How many is what two or three years left on Tobias's contract? 
I'm not 100. percent I don't even sure. think it's that many. I think it's two, maybe. Yeah, two or three. Could look that up, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd do that. Sorry, I'm sorry, guys. I like watching Tobias play too much. I actually enjoyed his time in Detroit. I think people mostly did. Yeah, I just think um, they. I just think they knew what he was. He's a hooper. That's what he is. And you get Matisse. So like, like yeah, you're paying a lot of money for Tobias Harris, but he's a good scorer. So yeah, it's floor space. Uh, routine floor spacer. Yeah, there's there's reason. And, and then that Cole World guy can come back. Every time, every time, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, James. Is that you it? Got any got any fun stories for us before we sign off? Um, did anything happen on the road this past week that was funny? Or do you have a uh, album pick for Black History Month? Ooh, the month, the one month of the year where James bullies me the most. Apparently, <laughs> I forgot about that because we did start our pot around then. Yeah, that was um, a bad bit. I hated that. Jay Dilla's birthday just passed. We'll go with Jay Dilla Donuts. Okay. Um, do you have a pick? Let me go through my The Spotify. Beatles Abbey Road. Have you heard of this guy, John Lennon? He has a song called um, Imagery or something. The Blue Man um, Crew, Abu Di Abu Da. I've been listening to this podcast. It's, uh, it's called Joe Rogan. Hey, relax. <laughs> I'm kidding, everybody. That's a joke. That's that was a joke. funny. My I, my merch idea was I wanted to have a – I was like, can we print shirts that in Comic Sans on the front it says Hinkle Hours with our logo, and on the back it just says the Joe Rogan experience? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That, you might get fired. You might get sued. Yeah. I'll just go with um, – Should we address the Luca Garza stuff or no? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. That's your thing. I was just a observer. I didn't think I said anything crazy. All I said is he's just got to stop throwing up three fingers when they're down 30. That was it. Do you think Cade's thing was a problem? They weren't down 30. They weren't down. Well, that's true. It's just, I, okay. that's just, listen, I love Gar. I love Garza's passion. I love his energy. He seems like a great kid. Um, I just think that throwing up the th- three is a little corny. I don't know. When you're down 50. And Sounds like – And if I was, like, on the other team, I'd be like, what are you doing? So I I don't really care either way. For me, it's like, hey, man, that's how he plays. He's He's got to get himself going, you know, and if, if it means hyping himself up, like, I get it. Um, you know, I don't – if it's in, like, a taunty way – to like the the opposing bench or to a different player like I think that's corny but I think it was more for like maybe just himself you know to motivate I don't know I don't I don't yeah, care I don't I this is to this whole thing to me has just been nothing it, it's shocking this and we got to stop with the he he's made he's 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 living out his dream he's not supposed to be here fam he's the national college player of the year people know who he is you know who's not supposed to be here? The 80 million basketball players who grew up in rough areas and had one parent. Like, those – like, what are we talking about? He's not supposed to be here because he couldn't hey, – because he can't move his feet. Hey, man, I love my job, and I'm not running around throwing up throwing up threes every time I walk into the office, every this time I walk listen, into the studio. Garza's a nice kid. He plays his ass off, um, and he, he works hard. I, I, I hope – 
I hope he has a long career because he seems like a really good kid. All I'm saying is, we like he's. It's like they treat him like a charity case. Like I don't understand. Like like he's like he overcame uh, a leg amputation, uh, was undrafted out of Monmouth. It's like he was a national college player of the year. Like let's relax a little bit. You know what I mean? I agree with what you're saying. I I it's, again. It's I, so crazy to me just how like much of like. I hate using the word charity case, but doesn't it feel like that's how like the fans treat him? Well, I think I don't think that's exclusive and that's unfair to, to him. Fans. I think that's unfair to him. Like Boban was the same way. They do it with Killian too. Uh, the, uh, there was some stuff said in the arena today. Some By not, fans, yeah, some non nice things like security had to <laughs> pipe a guy down right behind. Me. Oh, pause. Had to uh, <laughs> had to. Had to tell tell a guy, brother, to, brother. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> had to tell a guy to calm down at the end, right behind me. Now, just uh, I just wanted to address the Garza down. thing because it, it was such, a, <laughs> it was such a big thing on Twitter. I didn't make it out to be. I was like half joking. Like I just said, he's got to stop. I even said a LOL. That he's got to stop throwing taunting. Or he's got to stop throwing up three fingers when the team's down forty. But now, I also said fair, I also said he his stint in the first half brought life into the team. Like it's not like I was hating. Man, Frank Garza is gonna blacklist your shit. It's all right. They didn't say anything disrespectful. Hey, Ash, Ashton said he'd come on the pod. Yeah, and we'll see. Hopefully, that'd be nice. He said, "Say when," and we said, "Whenever you want." And then he didn't say anything. I did Kevin's pod, so now he has to do ours. We can make that happen. We need to get him on here to to talk about Killian. Every time that we hang out, he gets brought up. I'm sure. We need to get on this on the Pistons pod though. We'll do it. We'll do it. At maybe All Star break. Oh, maybe. for the break, yeah. For the weekend, I can't do it. I'll be busy. Oh yeah, I forgot you're going. Yeah. Well, anyways, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, Cade's in the skills challenge. Yeah. Who's in the three-point contest again? Who is that? Who's that? What's that guy making $64 million who lives in, um, I think, Brentwood? Who's that? Who's that guy? Plays Fam, the, don't, put his, don't put it where he lives out. I just doxed him. <laughs> Shit. About to get him jumped. I'm sorry, Luke. He lives in Westwood. I had In-N-Out in Westwood. In-N-Out for the first time. Overrated. It's it's so whack. Like, it's good. It's not better than Shake Shack. No shot. No, it's good. No, it's that's like uh, I tell Detroiters you, Detroiters talking about Coney dogs. It's like West we'll, Coasters live on their in and out. We'll sign off on this. Swear to God, true story. You ever have something happen to you that is so unbelievable? You feel like when you tell people, they're gonna be like, "That's a funny story," but it's obviously not true. Yeah. I need you to understand. This is a real thing that happened to me today. What? I'm at. I'm still here at the office, right? A few hours ago, I was like, I know I'm going to be here through the Pistons game, wait for James to get home. I was like, let me order something to eat while I watch this game, right? I ordered Chipotle. Takes a little while to get here, okay? Walk downstairs. The woman walks up to me, hands me my food. I go, okay, cool. I walk upstairs. I'm like, this bag looks weird. This isn't Chipotle's bag. I go, maybe they're doing something organic. I don't know. I walk up and put it on my desk, and I go, what the, the hell is this? I, me, Nicholas, ordered Chipotle. 
I had a damn order from <laughs> California Chicken Cafe for Robert. <laughs> I said, what the hell is this? Do you know Robert? I don't know a damn Robert. No, no, we don't work with a Robert. And I didn't order. You had to walk in a California Chicken Cafe and say, I have a Chipotle order for Nicholas. <laughs> and in California Chicken Cafe, they handed you a bag and said, Robert. <laughs> And she said, that's the one? What is wrong with you? <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? <sighs> it had a delicious lemonade, but it was like a wheat, pita, chicken, avocado, a tomato, what? BS. A what? A wheat? A wheat? <laughs> it was what? a pita. A wheat pita. A wheat? Say wheat. Wheat. That's how you say it. Wheat? That's how you say it. It's a wheat pita. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? How am I supposed to eat this? So I drank the lemonade. He had some... Bullshit noodle salad. Didn't eat that either. <laughs> noodle so. salad. All right. <laughs> Fam, we are the kings of like almost signing off and then just the most crazy tangents that ends well, with noodle salad. We need the we need the rep, the revenue, so that's why we got to run a little bit longer. Yes. You can now listen to us on the Athletic app, by the way. And actually, you should do that. You got anything to pump? Um... And check out my piece if you want to find out why Jeremy Grant didn't get traded and uh, why how long the Pistons have had interest in Bagley. That's on the Athletic right now. Ladies and gentlemen, if you made it this far, that's really that was really cool. Thank you guys. That was really nice of you. Thank you very much for listening. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars, leave a review if you're feeling generous. Be sure to subscribe. We will catch you guys in the next one. Peace. Oh, I'm going to be doing the next pod solo. Just a heads up. Get ready for this voice by yourself. Peace. <laughs>